Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast, brought to you by RTL Today. My name's Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our first series. Today we're exploring a new theme, focusing on the history of Luxembourgish emigration. We'll look at why in the 19th century Luxembourgers left the Grand Duchy in great numbers, how their expeditions to South America largely failed, and how many did eventually come to settle in the United States, creating a Luxembourgish-American community which exists to this day. We hope you'll enjoy the podcast. So we'll start off by asking why exactly so many Luxembourgish people decided to leave their homeland for the New World in the 19th century. The answer, sadly, is that Luxembourg wasn't so great in the 1800s. Nicolas Gonner, a 19th century writer and historian who ultimately ended up settling in Iowa, extensively documented the Luxembourgish exodus to the Americas and attributed migration predominantly to the personal union of the Grand Duchy of Luxembourg with the United Kingdom of the Netherlands, which was decided at the Congress of Vienna. Gonner described the union as an unhappy one, as it severely neglected the interests, rights, religions and traditions of all the different nationalities grouped together in the union. Although the United Netherlands and the Grand Duchy did experience economic progress, this was accompanied by a massive increase in taxes, including a tax on grains. This was extremely harmful for the Luxembourgish population, given that 80% of them were employed in agriculture. The reality was that Luxembourg was poor for most of the 19th century, and this encouraged emigration. Between 1840 and 1890, it's estimated that around 66,000 people left the Grand Duchy, representing an important part of the population. This meant that on two separate occasions, from 1851 to 1855 and from 1885 to 1890, censuses revealed a net fall in the population. And Luxembourgers would continue to leave the Grand Duchy even as the iron and steel industries in the south of the country began to expand rapidly, suggesting that poverty was perhaps not the only factor in encouraging migration. Maybe Luxembourgers just wanted an adventure. So where did these Luxembourgers go? Well, many settled in neighbouring France, but some brave Luxembourgers sought to reach Latin America in four principal waves of emigration. The first and second waves were to Brazil, and they were not exactly successful. In 1828, some 2,500 Luxembourgish peasants, representing nearly 2% of the population of the country, decided to join a German-led migration movement to the newly independent Portuguese colony. These peasants came to be known as the Brazilian Fara, or Brazil Travellers, and they were lured to the port of Bremen by some aggressive marketing by German travel agents. Aggressive marketing then simply turned to aggression, as around two-thirds of the Brazilian Fara became the victims of robbery along the route to Bremen and arrived there penniless. Some did actually make it to Brazil, a few hundred settled in the Brazilian province of Santa Catarina. But around 70% had to return to Luxembourg even before they'd left Europe, and their homecoming was often traumatic as, shunned by their previous communities or too proud to go back, they were forced to set up a new town called Grevels in the north of Luxembourg near Esch-sur-Sur. Rather harshly, this community came to be known as New Brazil. Undeterred by the well-publicised failure of the first expedition, a second wave of Luxembourgers set off for Brazil in the 1840s. This proved to be a bad idea, as most did not make it beyond Dunkirk. Some actually changed their destination and ended up in Algeria, but a small number did make it to the Brazilian province of Espirito Santo, where they created a new village called Luxemburgo. And to this day, up to 50,000 Brazilians claim heritage from these Luxembourgish adventurers. So I guess it wasn't all bad. What was all bad was the next Luxembourgish wave of emigration. In the 1840s, the new Belgian state encouraged its citizens to join a colonial expedition to Guatemala, 
The purpose of the adventure was to take advantage of Guatemala's agricultural and natural resources to the benefit of the Belgian state, while creating an urban colonial settlement at Santo Tomas on Guatemala's Caribbean coast. With the support of King Leopold I, Belgian investors set up the Compagnie Belge de Colonisation, and the first wave of emigrants set off in 1842. Joining the Belgians were a few hundred Luxembourgers who arrived in Guatemala between 1842 and the early 1850s. The problem was that this was an extremely hostile environment in one of the most isolated parts of Guatemala, and the colonizers quickly began to die in droves from yellow fever and malaria before the whole expedition collapsed in 1854. It's unclear how many Luxembourgers managed to return home from this disastrous adventure, but it appears some might have returned through the port of Antwerp. After the failure of the initial three expeditions to Latin America, it would take a while before Luxembourgers were once again ready to attempt to settle in the region. But by the 1880s, a wave of Argentinian fever, or Argentine fever, had swept the Grand Duchy, as the South American country became one of the top ten economies in the world and an attractive prospect for immigration. A prolonged economic crisis in Europe in the 1870s, coupled with receding memories of the early expeditions to Brazil and Guatemala, encouraged Luxembourgers to seek adventure abroad. And for economic as well as probably racist reasons, the Argentine government was extremely keen to encourage European immigration as enshrined by the 1853 constitution, which announced that the federal government will encourage European immigration and it will not restrict, limit or burden with any taxes the entrance into Argentine territory of foreigners who come with the goal of working the land, improving the industries and teaching the sciences and the arts. Between 1857 and 1950, a staggering 6,600,000 European migrants arrived in Argentina, and the effect upon the demographics of the country was extraordinary. In the 1880s alone, a wave of 800,000 immigrants more than doubled the country's population, and among them was a community of Luxembourgers. Between 1888 and 1890, with Argentinian fever at full tilt, more than 1,000 Luxembourgers left the Grand Duchy for Argentina, corresponding to around 0.5% of the population at that time. Families and even small villages up sticks and left, and this time there was no disaster waiting for them in European ports. Once they arrived in South America, some stayed in urban centres such as Buenos Aires, Santa Fe or Rosario, but others sought to build a Luxembourgish community in the Pampas. Around half of the Luxembourgish migrants settled in the village of San Antonio de Iraola, located on the estancia or ranch of a powerful Argentine family. Unfortunately, the community was not a success. The village lasted only three years as a worldwide economic crisis made their enterprise unprofitable and they soon fell out with their landlord. Some of the residents of San Antonio found other homes in Argentina, but many left either for the United States or for Luxembourg. And by the 1930s, only around 200 Luxembourgers and their descendants remained in Buenos Aires province. So overall, it must be admitted that the four waves of Luxembourgish emigration to Latin America were pretty disastrous. North America was a different story, however. The first Luxembourgers had actually arrived in America with the Dutch, settling in New Amsterdam as far back as the 1630s. But the modern history of Luxembourgish immigration to the United States began in the 1830s. Many of the emigrants who had failed to make it to Brazil turned to North America, attracted by the idea of the land of freedom and opportunity. And as the word spread that the United States was a much safer bet than South America, a second wave of immigration to the US followed in the 1850s. The new arrivals were mostly farmers, who chose America as their new home in the hope of building a better life for themselves and their families. Luxembourgers settled heavily in the states of Ohio, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas and Oklahoma. 
but the largest single group of Luxembourgish immigrants settled in Chicago, Illinois. The first documented group of Luxembourgish arrivals in Chicago were three families who travelled on the Sylvanus Jenkins, which departed Antwerp on May 25, 1845, and arrived in New York City six weeks later on July the 4th. The first three families to settle in Chicago were those of Nicholas Faber from Bauschleiden and Wilhelm Sinner and Pierre Plechet of Grobou. These early settlers purchased land in a rural area north of the city of Chicago, which today is known as the Edgewater neighbourhood of the city, and they were followed by many other Luxembourgers in the ensuing decades. By 1880, an estimated 700 Luxembourgish families resided in the metropolitan area of Chicago. By 1906, there were an estimated 2,500 families, totaling 16,500 first- and second-generation Luxembourg Americans. While they worked in a variety of occupations in the city, Luxembourgers were most famous for being the so-called glasshouse people of Chicago. After originally growing crops outdoors, Luxembourgish immigrants soon realised that it would be far more profitable in a winter climate to grow their vegetables in greenhouses. Over the period of a few decades, Luxembourgish greenhouses took over Chicago's northside neighbourhoods and their owners would sell their vegetables at the Great Market on South Market Street, where the rapidly growing masses in Chicago bought their food. Eventually, Luxembourgers replaced vegetables in their greenhouses with flowers such as roses and carnations, and the remnants of this tradition continues to this day in the florists owned by families of Luxembourgish ancestry in Chicago. Indeed, one Luxembourg American, Peter Reinberg, became known as Chicago's Rose King. He had been born in the city in 1858 to Luxembourgish parents, and his greenhouses would eventually total 1,200,000 square feet of glass, making him the largest grower of roses in the world and a millionaire. Luxembourgers in Chicago contributed to the founding of a number of the city's institutions. They founded churches, such as St. Michael's and St. Henry's, while also helping to found the St. Boniface Cemetery and the Angel Guardian Orphanage. They also formed societies to celebrate their heritage and protect their fellow countrymen. In 1871, the Luxembourg Mutual Aid Society was formed, which paid sick and death benefits to its members. By far the largest and most enduring of Chicago's Luxembourgish societies was the Luxemburger Bruderbund, or Luxembourg Brotherhood of America, formed on the south side of Chicago in 1887. By 1896, the society had formed sections in various states in the US and it had over 1,500 members. It still exists today. In 1899, the Luxemburger Zeitung was formed, which is also still published to this day under the name Luxembourg News of America. The wave of emigration to the United States had largely come to an end by the start of the First World War, but one last significant movement did occur between 1937 and 1940, when a few hundred Jewish Luxembourgers fled the country before the Nazi invasion in May 1940. The 2010 United States Census revealed there are still 40,658 people claiming Luxembourgish heritage in the US, down from 45,000 in 2000. While most Luxembourg Americans assimilated into American society and do not speak the language of their ancestors, the Luxembourgish heritage is still widely celebrated in the States. Traditional dishes such as Taipan can be found in some areas, while traditions like Clearschen around Christmas are still prominent. Belgium, Wisconsin is also home to the Luxembourg American Cultural Society, which has sometimes partnered with the Luxembourg Ministry of Culture to preserve Luxembourgish heritage through exhibitions, events and research on genealogy. That's all we've got for today. Next week, we're going to delve into the stories of some of the most famous Americans of Luxembourgish descent. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. 
This episode was based on articles by Natalie Lodi, Kevin Vester and Maura Lehman. Script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton. Produced by Martin Johnson and brought to you by RTL Today.